This is the day the Lord has made. Thank you for joining us in worship today. We praise God for you and however you're listening. We pray the message you receive will allow you to strengthen your relationship in Christ and build his kingdom as we seek God, shape lives, and serve the world. Praise the Lord. Okay, there we go. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Good morning. And I am glad to be here at First African Baptist Church this morning. Amen. And uh, so glad that your pastor, who uh, I love, uh, just a humble man from the first moment I came into town, uh, no other pastor walked down the street came in my office and welcomed me to Savannah, but your pastor did, my first Sunday. And so he and I have been friends ever since, and I really uh, appreciate this invitation this morning. Amen? Amen. Now, if I get a little loud, um, it's because I didn't get up at five o'clock to come in here and just, you know, good morning. Amen. Amen. So I, 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 I'm, just, I'm just excited that we are here for a purpose this morning. We are here to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hallelujah. Glory to his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We magnify him this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So if you have your Bibles, I know that breakfast is at 7.30 and I never miss food. So I won't be longer than that, I promise you. Um, so if you have your Bibles, turn to uh, the reading from this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and read from 12. And I'm going to add in 20, 12 to 20. And we will uh, share for a couple minutes from there. Amen? Amen. Amen. Here's what it says. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And... If Christ be not risen, then is our preaching in vain, and your faith is also in vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead raised not. For if the dead raised not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen? from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. 
Amen. Amen. Let's pray about this. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you and praise you for who you are. God, we thank you for God, your son, his death, his resurrection, his position even now, God, at the right hand where he's interceding on our behalf. We thank you, God, that he hears our prayers when we pray, God. And we thank you that, Lord, that we have the petition that we place before you. God, we ask you now in Jesus' name, Lord, to open our ears and our eyes and let us hear your word. Let us see your word, God, and let us live your word, God. Let it increase our faith, God, and cause us to grow and to be strong. And God, we'll give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you about this morning uh, about believing in the resurrection. Now, I know that that sounds like we wouldn't be here if we didn't, but obviously, in the letter that Paul wrote, there, there's some folks that didn't fully believe, right? Because why would he write a letter about some of them saying there's no resurrection of the dead? And so I want to present this question to you. Is it enough to believe that Jesus existed? Because my theology says that just believing he's existed makes him equal with some folks that cannot save me. Buddha existed. Muhammad existed. All types of other entities that we claim to have power or some kind of royalty have existed, but that's not enough to save me. So existence is not enough. And even though it sounds good, dying is not enough. It's not enough for me just to believe that Jesus died on the cross. That's good. And it did something for me. The blood that was shed paid the price of my sin. But his death is not enough to save me. And so Paul is making an argument here to some folks that they just want to have some of the faith but not the full faith in the resurrection. They, they believe that, that Jesus was here. They believe that his blood was shed. They believe he died on the cross. And it sounds like maybe they even believe he rose from the dead. But the problem is, and you can see it in the text, is that they're struggling with resurrection. It's not enough for you just to believe Jesus died on the cross. It's not enough for you to believe that Jesus uh, uh, shed his blood. And it's not even enough for you just to believe that he rose. You got to believe in the resurrection for yourself. If I have faith in what he did, I'm not just having faith in the fact that he did it. It has to be a transfer of that same power onto my life. Because if I'm not going to resurrect, why am I coming to church? You know, when we go to funerals, people at funerals, sometimes I, I wonder because they, they talk about their faith, they talk about how good God is, and they talk about the person that's dying, and they talk about the resurrection, but at the same time, they look hopeless and like they don't know what's going on. But if you really believe in the resurrection, then the funeral should be a celebration 
and not a sad occasion because I would know that the person there, they're not staying in the grave because I don't just believe Jesus died for nothing. I don't believe he shed his blood for nothing. And I don't believe he resurrected for nothing. I think he resurrected so I could. If you read the text, here's what it says. He's the first fruit. Y'all know what that means. He's the first fruit of many. In other words, like a tree. When you plant a tree, it's always got a first fruit. Right? The first thing come out, that first apple, that first orange, I'm in Georgia, that first peach. It comes off and you pull it. But you don't pull off the first fruit and say, okay, we're good. You've done your job. You expect the tree to keep producing fruit. And you expect to keep picking fruit from the same tree. Here's what Jesus said. I've turned the grave into a vineyard. And so he was the first piece of fruit picked from the grave. But if that's all we got, Paul says we're the most miserable people in the world. Why suffer? Why be abused and talked about? Why be uh, uh, mistreated by the world? And there's no end to this at all without a resurrection. If this is all I get, if all I experience is sickness and death and prejudice and hatred and a few moments of hope, if that's all I get, this is not worth it. So I'm not just believing in Jesus' resurrection. I'm believing it because it comes to me. You have to believe in your own. Okay. It looked like y'all looking at me a little strange. I'm not... I don't want you to take me wrong. I'm not downplaying Jesus' resurrection. He was the first. He's the reason I believe it. But it's not going to benefit you until you start living like you can't die. See, it's really going to do you no good. That, do you know the difference between Martin Luther King and a regular preacher? Is that he knew you could kill him, but you can't destroy him. Here's what the Bible says. You can kill the body, but you can't kill the soul. God is the only one that can destroy us. So, and when you really believe it, you will do whatever it takes to get done, whatever you have to get done, because death is not really a problem. Because I believe in resurrection. Okay. 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 So Paul, he, he deals with some folks and he says, listen, I'm going to give you my argument. Here's my argument. Everything changes, which is the base meaning of resurrection. Everything changes. When you look up the word resurrection, here's what the definition has. To come from a sitting position to stand up. Right? Because now you change your position. To go from a laying down to a standing up. That's changing your position. So now listen. I'm not living this life to stay the same. I believe that there is change available. Why are you coming to church if you don't believe you can change? And your very faith that you can change says you believe in the resurrection. 
Here's Paul's argument. Don't look at what you are. Oh, bless the Lord. Look at what you become. He said, look, look. They said, well, how does that happen? What body are you going to have resurrection? Paul said, nature teaches you what's going to happen. When you sow a grain, you don't get a grain. Okay, let me. Y'all know what a corn seed look like? When you sow a corn seed, you don't get a kernel of corn. You get a stalk with ears of corn growing off the stalk. Because what you sow is not what you get back. You get back change. That is resurrection. You should come in the church one way and leave out the church another way. And you should have an expectation. You shouldn't have got up this morning if you think you're going to stay the same. Why would you get up at 6 in the morning to come to church to just be what you've always been? You have to increase your faith and become somebody that believes in resurrection. Not just the last resurrection, but every morning resurrection. I should change day by day, night by night. I should never stay the same. I should always be looking to increase and to changing y'all I've changed already hallelujah can I say this without getting in trouble stuff changing right now let's be honest how am I preaching at first African okay we'll leave that alone bless the Lord because change is coming and we need change to come. Here's Paul's second argument. You don't think that bodies that are terrestrial are the same as bodies that are celestial, do you? In other words, he said, you don't think earthly bodies are the same as heavenly bodies. In other words, Paul says, when I change, I'm not just going to change my name. I ain't just under the name of Jesus. I changed from a natural being to a spiritual being. I should change the way I think. I should change the way I talk. My thought life should be different than it was when I came in because I believe in resurrection, not just getting up out the seat, not just getting up out the grave, but every morning I believe I should get up and move different and Listen, y'all, I'm going I'm, to I'm, 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 I'm finish. I, I, I just need to say this to you, and then I'm going to sit down. And that is, I didn't get baptized because I didn't believe in resurrection. Maybe, sometimes, I don't know if we know what baptism means. Because, you know, in a sense, sometimes folks say, well, baptism, when you go down, they wash off the sin, and they, no, no, baptism don't wash sin. Baptism says, I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I believe it so much that I want you to bury me right now and resurrect me. And I believe when I get up, all things will pass away. All things will become new. I 
be a new creature, not because the water changed me, but because my faith has just stated, I believe in change. I don't know about y'all, but I didn't come to church saved. I came in a drug addict. Okay. See, this is why I know a sewing thing works. They sold a crackhead, raised up a preacher. That makes no sense at all. Nobody knew what was inside the seed. When they sold it, they thought it was crack, but it came up preaching. Yeah. Yeah. I went down a sinner, came up a saint. It makes no sense. Some of y'all need to testify to God right now that you are not what you used to be. That some things about you have changed already. You came in here depressed and went out with joy. You came in in pain and went out healed. You came in sick and left delivered. You came in possessed and God cast that thing. Because resurrection is about change. Somebody say change. I'm about to change right before your eyes without asking you, without your permission. I am about to change because I don't just believe. Look, look, and then I, look, Jesus, Jesus, I want to show you this. Jesus, he went down. They came and got him off the cross. They put him in the grave. When they put him in the grave, he laid down a man. He laid down a man. He was, he was a man. They said, you ain't nobody. Save yourself. He could have, but remember, he was staying a man. They laid him in the grave as a man. They were touching him as a man. They were talking to him as a man. They were, they were ridiculing him as a man. They were, they were questioning his authority as a man. But when he woke up, when he woke up, he didn't wake up a man. And Mary and them that went to see him at the tomb, when he woke up, they came to run. Rabbi, Rabbi, let me hug you. He said, you can't touch me no more. Because I ain't the man that I laid down last night. But in three days, I've transformed into a God. I'm now your savior. I'm now holy and righteous. And I'm the representation of what you should be. You can't touch me anymore. Then he got up and went. He got up and went and bent, sat on the right hand of God. <laughs> he said, I used to pray for you. Now I'm going to take your prayers. And I'm going to change your prayers into the prayers they ought to be. Anybody know that scripture, Romans chapter 8? Then when you don't know how to pray as you ought, hallelujah, that he can take your groanings and your moanings and turn them into the perfect will of God because he's a person that causes change. I love that because sometimes I don't know what to say. My wife died recently. I didn't have a prayer for that. I could cry. But then, but then strength came from nowhere. And, and, and what I knew is it couldn't have been because I prayed. Here's what I need you to understand. God has changed into an advocate. 
You change into the person that's not only the forgiver of sin, but the interpreter of prayer and then the translator of prayer to God. Because everything changes today. I need you to look at somebody right quick for, and help me preach that. Everything changes today. I didn't get up this morning to stay the same. I didn't get out of my bed at 5 o'clock in the morning to stay the same. I came to shout and to praise because I know everything is changing today. Everything is changing today. This is a new beginning. This is a new day. Oh, we ought to be glad and rejoice in it. It is the Lord's day. Not just Easter Sunday, but every day when you get up. Amen. Amen. It's time to have breakfast. Amen. They told me till 20 after. It's 20 after. I love the order that was in this church, so I'm not going to break protocol, Pastor. Hallelujah. What a mighty word. There may be somebody today who wants that change, that transformation. I, I, I rejoice when I hear Pastor Pitt, Pittman preach. I want you to just know he wasn't just preaching because he has to preach this about resurrection. You know, other people can witness what God is doing in other people. That's why you have to be so careful about what you portray as a Christian to somebody else. When he talked about resurrection and knowing that we have a resurrection and to live as if we believe that, yeah, I, I had the occasion of being at his wife's home going. I, I was there. His wife died while they were here in Savannah. They moved here and they were here and his wife died. And he did the eulogy. And he, he said this, he said that his wife really did love Denzel. You know, he was, he, was, he, he kind of felt a little way about Denzel Washington. He felt a little way about Denzel, because she was always excited about Denzel. She said, but, but what happened was that his wife left him for a better man. And it wasn't Denzel. Jesus came and got his wife and he rejoiced. So, so the message you've heard today is one that's lived out. And if you're here today and you realize I need that change, I need that transformation in my life, I, I, I need to have the joy of salvation and I have the hope of resurrection knowing that God loves me, that Jesus died for my sins and rose from me. What better day to come and accept Christ than early on a Sunday morning, yeah. resurrection Sunday morning. 
if you're here today, we give you an opportunity to come forward and say, I need the Lord in my life. If you're watching on today, I'll give you an opportunity to pray this prayer with me to accept Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You pray this prayer. You're praying that he can come into your life right now. I can't pray it for you. You have to pray the prayer. But I lead you in it. Because the Bible says, if you shall confess your mouth, the Lord Jesus, and believe in your heart that God is raised from the dead, you shall be saved. So this is the prayer we want you to pray right now if you want to accept Christ into your life. And then if you're present on this morning, come forward and just stand right in front. We're not going to get too close. Just, just come and stand up front that we can acknowledge and you can acknowledge before others that you've given your life to Christ today. And you want to be a member or, and or, yeah, you want to be a member. You, you don't have to be a member first after Baptist Church. We're first talking about give, being a member of his church, giving your life to Christ. Let's pray. Say, Father God, I have sinned. I have not been all I should be. I am sorry for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I believe in my heart. Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave. I'm willing to trust you, God, all the days of my life. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Help me to be what you want me to be. I will tell others that you saved me. Thank you, God, for saving me right now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and just let us know that, we'll work with you that you can grow in Christ. As you've come to know Christ, then we grow in Christ, then we'll go in Christ. We give God the praise, the honor, and glory. If there's anyone here today who wants to come, do you still got time to just come walk down the aisles? Also, we're, we've mentioned that you can give through Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y, through an app called Givelify. You can give that way on this morning. But those who are present, i got to say this, those who are present, you can give right now. We have uh, contribution uh, utensils in the back. Just go ahead and give even as you leave. Again, we thank God for the man of God. We thank God for the man of God. We thank God for the word from the man of God on this day. Come on, let's give God praise. Let's give God praise. Hallelujah. following the benediction by Pastor Pittman that uh, well I'm going to do bened benediction and grace <laughs> by Pastor Pittman that you will be seated and the ushers will uh, escort you out row by row so you can go down and, and socially distance so don't, don't rush to get down there's plenty of food I was looking for my food people there's, there's plenty of food so you don't have to you don't have to worry about it you, 
it is, it is a great variety this morning. Uh, amen. They've been cooking all night long. So early on this morning, you all could eat. So the ushers will escort you um, out, row by row, go downstairs, and we're going to have a great time of fellowship. Um, we're still socially distancing ourselves. So please follow the instructions of our ushers and others who are doing this for us on today. Again, we welcome Pastor Pittman. Again, we thank God for him coming and sharing with us on this morning early on this Sunday morning and we're praying with and for he and First Bryant Baptist Church that they may have the witness that God has called them to have for such a time as this. Amen. Man, just repeat after me. Now unto him that is able to keep us from falling and present us faultless before his presence with exceeding great joy to the only wise God, my Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. To him be power and majesty and glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Father, we thank you for this meal this morning. God, we pray, God, you would bless the hands that prepared it. Bless us as we fellowship. God, bless us with health and strength and power to continue to glorify your name, God. Spread your gospel in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Remain connected to us as we build God's kingdom together. Join us on Facebook at the historic First African Baptist Church and our website, firstafricanbc.com. You may also contribute through an app called Givelify, G-I-V-E-L-I-F-Y. May God bless you and thank you for worshiping with us.